Achievement unlocked. Two players and a podcast now loaded. Welcome back, dreamers and Flam family. This is Two Peas in a Pod, brought to you by General Andrews and Liberty Flam. And we are sponsored by the 8-Bit Dojo and ESN, where we aim to be selfless, not selfish. Also today with us, our guest, Stuff of Anime, will be joining. This is episode 28 of season 3. Anime live adaptations aren't for everyone. Hey everyone! We've got ourselves Stuff of Anime with us once again. How are you doing? Hi, thanks so much for having me back on the podcast. I am so excited as always. I think, you know, we always get to talk about my favorite things on this podcast, so it kind of <laughs> makes it my favorite, not going to lie. <laughs> I like that. And wait, we cannot forget one of the most important aspects of this show is Flippity Flam. How are you doing, man? Oh, oh, hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back, Steph. It's big always fan. a pleasure. No, I'm a big fan <laughs> of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> And this is true. So, folks, it's it's a very interesting dynamic when it comes to, you know, being in the streamer verse at the same time, having adulation for streamers who really you want to consume their content. As we know, as streamers, we really have very limited time um, because we get to spend that time creating content mm -hmm. and creating life balances for ourselves. So when we're able to consume another streamer's content because we genuinely enjoy it, it's an honor. So it's, again, an honor to have stuff of anime with us. So thank you for being here. Oh, and I appreciate you. Okay, I'm going to gush about you both really quick before we actually talk about the podcast, which is I think you two are some of the most supportive people ever. Just everyone listening at home, do you know how often General Andrews is always supporting something that I'm doing and Flippity Flam as well? And like, that always means so much. So seriously, everyone listening at home, uh, top tier human beings. I don't know what to say, but I'm so happy to be here. And we get to talk about what's our topic for today. All right, our topic for today is where is live action adaptations for anime going oh my gosh i have so much i want to say <laughs> so we are the reason why this topic is of necessary necessity to talk about right now is because of the fact that the cowboy bebop my favorite anime series of all time mm -hmm. is now doing a live adaptation please don't crush my heart so all right <laughs> we I, I was scared when i heard this announcement come out gosh a everybody's a afraid I, I I immediately I think it's still be fine. Who's the first person I messaged? I'm like, what the you know beep right? And it's just like, oh my gosh, please don't ruin this. And then we started to see it start to unfold. So now I'm gonna bring both of them into the fold on this here. What was your first reaction when you saw they were going to use a uh, they weren't going their their casting of Ayn was not a corgi initially. Does anyone remember that segment? Oh in my time? god. They had a beautiful, they had a beautiful husky, just a gorgeous dog, but that was not the yeah. actual, like, and that created an uproar immediately, right? And as we've seen, thankfully, video game movies that heard how the audience is going to uh, uh, respond to, wait a second, Sonic looks like trash. Why does he look like that? They changed it and that saved that as far as I haven't seen it, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> My yeah. hope, thankfully, got changed back that maybe they're actually listening uh, because they changed Ayn to actually being a Corgi. And oh, my goodness, because I was like, if, OK, I'm already not going to watch this if they're not going to have. Yeah, it's kind of important. I so agree with you. 
yeah, so it's like, where do we start when it comes to my reaction, right? And I love that you start talking about Sonic because I think that we're in an interesting place right now with live action movies, because if you were to ask me five years ago, I would say the movie's doomed. There's no hope, like goodbye world, like everything we know and love is gone. <laughs> but, you know, we did get two really good video game movies that were live action, which I think were Detective Pikachu. And yeah, the Sonic example is great because at first it looked atrocious, but they really took feedback. They hired new people on board to kind of help and fix things that the community was worried about. And I think that that was a really good example of active listening and that you can you can really like make changes before a big film comes out and make it a huge success. So with that being said, Am I still nervous? Yeah, I, I mean, we'll go into, I'm sure, all the other live actions that we've seen, but <laughs> I, I'm not going into it thinking that it's going to be a flop right away. I think that there's hope, you know, I mean, hopefully we'll get to hear a little bit more about, I'm not too sure about, like, the director's personal experience with the original and, like, his vision, like, of what he wants, but, you know, if you can keep the spirit that makes Cowboy Bebop what it is, you know, I'll enjoy it. But yeah, oh my god, if there was a husky in the film, it'd be over. <laughs> and I'm a fan of huskies, and yet that scared me initially, right? I was like, what? How can you cast the wrong dog? Yeah. What kind of world do you live in? Uh, and Flippity Flam, when I came to you with that, what was your reaction? Man, I, I, I think I couldn't have people smoked harder. <laughs> because yeah, I was just is. like, I was like, how do you just not cast the dog right? I, I don't. I don't care about the actors at all, like, but just get the dog right. That's it. It's, it's very simple. <laughs> so they, they then changed it, right? Like we talked about, they, they mm -hmm. brought in the Corgi. They even did a specific uh, hype trailer to show that the Corgi was, you know, they were really working on their acting chops and everything. And it showed um, John Cho. It showed Mustafa Shakir, it showed Daniela uh, Pineda. And I don't think it showed the rest of the cast, except no, although, boom, Ayn was actually a Corgi. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you just pulled me a little bit out of the grave for that one now. I was dead, and now I got a hand coming up out of the grave. Like, maybe, maybe this has had its chance. <laughs> yeah. I'm also putting a lot of hope into John Cho. I was going to say, who, yeah, he, he should do very well. I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a good pick. I, I I'm Correct, because my, my initial first pick for years, whenever I thought that they could and they could make a really good live action Cowboy Bebop. I always pictured Keanu Reeves as Spike Spiegel. Anyone else? I could see it. Yeah. I've never thought about it, but I could definitely see it. And the reason why I pictured him is obviously he he devotes himself to a role, not necessarily to the degree like a Johnny Depp or a Jim Carrey where they, uh, what's the name for that um, way of acting? Um, where you be, you you stay in that part until the movie's done. Like There's method a, acting or whatever it acting. is. So he doesn't do method acting, but he definitely puts himself into the role. So he does the martial arts he needs to do. If he needs to learn right. how to shoot a gun, he'll go out and work on the range and he'll do all these things uh, to actually be that character for that role. And so therefore I was like, yo, he could do it. He's got the demeanor. He's got the martial arts expertise as far as being able to perform it you know, in front of a camera. And I thought he would have been a really good one. Plus he has a really good demeanor of just being cool, you know? 
And yeah, like, if you're going to be Spike. You're breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? So uh, I'm, I'm very thankful that John Cho is taking over that role if it's not going to be Keanu, because I do believe he would actually do a really, really good job with it. Does anybody else think differently, Steph? No, not really. And I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing his performance. And like, that was one of the positives that I did see when I, when Twitter kind of blew up when mm -hmm. the announcement was made was people were saying, oh, John Cho, like, good choice. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I think, he's, you know, feeling kind of good about it. So aside from like the Corgi fiasco in terms of the actual <laughs> main star, I saw people being very excited about it. And so... Yeah, I've got no complaints. No complaints on my side. Same. I think, okay. I think, well, like, Spike's kind of, like, just a campy asshole that you love. And I think John <laughs> Cho fits that role pretty well. <laughs> that, that, that's fair. That, that, that's fair. Based on his body of work thus far, he's, he's actually done really, really well in his acting uh, chops. Mm -hmm. I don't know so much about Mustafa, otherwise, that I've heard that he's a very good actor. Right, right. And I, I'm very uh, hopeful as well that he'll be able to uh, really take on the role of Jet because Jet is such a a balancing act for the show, you mm -hmm. know, because even though he's a hard head like Spike, yeah. you really see his soft side come out. And so hopefully they're able to capture that uh, as well as the anime originally did too. One yeah, thing definitely. I like about this, I apologize for cutting you off there, Steph. Oh, One thing I like about this series is that it's going to be a series and not just a movie. Do we know how long it's going to be? I don't. Does anyone have an idea? I don't know. I would hope 30 to 40 episodes, just like oh, the show. Geez. Okay, here we go. I found the information. The series will consist of 10 hour-long episodes. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Okay, so yeah, I like that. So my assumption is they're probably not going to complete it in one season right there. Yeah. And from what I thought I remember hearing is as much as it's going to follow the storyline, that there is going to be more, there's going to be different missions that they go on. So not all the missions are going to be the missions that we were used to seeing if you go and rewatch the anime, for example. Right. So like your 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 big your your whole beginning to your end, what what's supposed to happen? That's supposedly supposed to be how it's gonna go, but the stuff that happens in between is gonna be different because obviously I'm sure they found they <laughs> they have ways that they want to present you know their vision of the story. Right. Yeah. I I really like that they're going with a series approach over a movie because I I just think in two to three hours, like even if you're stretching it to three, which is very rare for mm -hmm. an adaptation, but occasionally you might get a three hour film or two hours, 50 minutes or something like that. It's not enough. It really yes. isn't. So at the very least, getting 10 hours over like two hours, you're going to be able to fit a lot more. And sometimes that can make or break a film, I think, is it you, it takes deleting the right scene and not putting mm -hmm. it in to like upset the fan base or to not mm -hmm. feel like the pacing is on par. I mean, not necessarily even like a live action, but there's one anime film that, you know, I love the manga for, but... I just the film I can't get behind because they took out like one scene that like I really loved. And this is my most hot take, I think, ever. But like a silent voice. I love that <laughs> manga. I read it years before the film came out and they took out this one little scene like and, and it's still a gorgeous film and amazing right. and deserves all the awards like, you know, that it's gotten. But I'm like, no. So <laughs> I feel like making this like a 10 or like a 10 hour series, at least the chances of them keeping what makes it special, like, you know, stays in there, at least for someone. 
can't make everyone happy, but. True. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because a movie that I want to jump to that has an extensive history, even back then, um, it's continued to grow now, but it had what? At that point in time, it probably had 14 or 15 seasons worth of content as far as the anime and then had hundreds of manga, which was Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball the original, nowadays Dragon Ball Super, but Dragon Ball Evolution the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> what a meme. <laughs> we're, I'm going to go ahead and jump over to Flibbly Flam for this because we know Flib likes taking on things that were were serious and completely flopped. So, so Flibbly Flam, what, what did you think of Dragon Ball Evolution? Oh my god. Why? Did you watch it in theaters? I, I, I didn't watch it in theaters, but I did watch it. And I'm, I apologize to my brain every single day for it afterwards because i've i've never like that was atrocious i think i watched somebody on um youtube who does like film critic reviews and they said it was so bad and it was so different from the source material that they never do research for it but they had to go back and do research on it just so they could critique it well enough <laughs> And, and how just, oh it, oh, it just hurts on how bad everything is. And I can't believe they got Chow Young fat. <laughs> in there too, it's Master Roshi and it hurts still. Oh, I'm glad you say that because before we head on over to Steph, I, I thought that maybe because Chow Young fat was in it and Chow Young fat's an amazing actor, right. that okay, we're taking this seriously, right? Oh, you'd think. Well, obviously I was wrong. What, what, what did you think? Did you watch it in the theaters? Steph? In theaters? No. I think I watched it. It must have come out on a DVD. I watched it at someone's house long okay. ago. <laughs> YouTube are smart. I was super <laughs> excited, right? This was 2009 when this came out, and I was just like through, through the roof on it. And I was like, okay, finally, they're going to do it. They got Chai Young Fat. I went into the movie within 30 minutes, maybe 35. I, I left the theater. You left. I left. Straight up. I wasn't, oh wasn't going to watch it anymore. I, so I, I really don't even know how the movie ends, honestly. And I don't. I don't really care to find out because everything I see. I mean, it's got a Rotten Tomatoes rating of like two point five, which is like if you're down at the two, the twos, like you have a really atrocious film. Uh, that it would have been better had they just actually not called it Dragon Ball Evolution and they called it something differently. I bet it would have done better. Right. Oh yeah, my there. god. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Dragon Ball Evolution, that's like a landmark when a lot of anime fans think of like live action adaptations. They go yeah. to that film and are like, yeah, nope, but it's not going to go well, which is unfortunate. But it was it was a big deal. Like it hit the community pretty hard, <laughs> yes. I think, uh, with its disappointment. I mean, because they only pulled in nine point four million for that film and it cost them 30 million to uh, which like do it. In my head, it doesn't make sense since you have like the manga, right? That basically storyboards half your movie for you. And then you get book adaptations that are somehow better than the actual books. And I'm like, how are you guys screwing this up this badly? <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, I, oh, go ahead. No. Oh, you. I'm sorry. I, I hope I don't shift this too quickly. But like speaking of budgets, did you know that the Netflix Death Note uh, movie had a forty million dollar budget. Would you have guessed that? What? No, <laughs> no way. Forty million dollars to make that movie. 
then how did they mess that one up so they spent all of it on william defoe which i that's the only thing i defend that movie with is i was like william defoe was pretty good ryuk but otherwise uh the rest was uh yeah a lot (laughs) i mean they they should have made that movie the the life of ryuk and that would have probably been a really good movie i would love to watch that actually that's so interesting (laughs) i love william defoe like i I find his his acting no matter how eccentric it may be for the films like it fits so well and therefore we know ryuk for those that have watched death note a very fascinating and eccentric uh deity that uh <laughs> he did great but the rest was like what is this nonsense why why have you completely changed the premise of why this death note is being utilized in the first place and the decision making process that they have yes. to go through like that was the best part of it because i remember watching um introducing Flippy flam to death note to be able to watch it from beginning to end on an anime night uh that we were doing and it was so cool to hear the shift in like no don't do that wait what no yes no because there's that that internal struggle of like okay am i am i really trying to figure out like who am i rooting for here am i rooting because like that's my protagonist in this scenario (laughs) or am i really rooting for you know overall justice like what's happening here and that i didn't feel any of that in the film correct yeah and it's you know it always boggles my mind with death note because i used to always think to myself if there was to be a live action adaptation of an anime film, and this is, you know, like a Western film, right? I mm-hmm. used to always think Death Note would be like this perfect example because when you think of Western TV, there's a lot of crime shows, right? A lot of detective stuff. Yeah. You've got your Law and Order SVU. And so yeah. I thought, theoretically, Death Note would be a little bit easier to adapt than like your Shonen anime where, you know, mm-hmm. you've got, like, well, I'll give it throughout to dragon ball right like that's very hard for like unless you've got marvel's budget to make a good film like it's not as realistic but there's so many western films that are about like solving crime building the suspense and i'm like Mm -hmm. why did they flop with death note (laughs) right all all you needed was a guy in an eccentric clown costume and a book (laughs) and a couple apples and that's it that's and, and change the demographic to be like this weird like teenage i don't know there was like yeah. this like teenage romance aspect to the death no adaptation that just did not exist in the anime at all yeah. like again they're so often they try so hard to force the romance angle like here's the thing if it fits the storyline yeah go for it because we know that draws a a lot of audience you know a a bigger wider net for your audience to come in because there's something else to draw them into the series but you can't sacrifice the show to just force feed me romance Mm -hmm. yeah i think uh and do we know the cowboy bebop film that's gonna be netflix exclusive i forget yeah netflix exclusive and thankfully again from being these other ones that are films that we've seen kind of struggle with trying to keep it in that shorter range. Thankfully, this is a series. And right. that's why I think it'll give it an opportunity because they can have, you know, it'll be an episode that has the start and then and, and a uh, fade out and end for that episode into the next one, start up and fade out. And I think that will have an opportunity to work if their cards are played white and they don't alter things too drastically. Yeah, you need you need to I think for a live action to be successful, like you don't need the scene by scene perfect replication, but you need to have like the underlying motivations of the characters like highlighted in some way that's obvious. Yes. And that's where I think Death Note 
failed me as a fan is I didn't get to see what I thought made, you know, they didn't even, did they name Light Turner? Like, they didn't even keep his last name, which I don't know if they did that because they cast a white actor, question mark? I don't yeah. know if that's also a reason why they changed his name. I'm not sure. But uh, I just didn't feel like the, like, underlying motives of what made that character him, like, it didn't shine for me. And so hopefully with giving it more time, you can get that. Mm -hmm. I I, that's a great point you bring into it too is i've i've always i'm it all depends where the setting of the anime is therefore are the characters uh being true to the script right so for example mm -hmm. if light yagami uh would have been japanese because it was taking place in japan and his father was chief of police and his father also is of Asian descent, right, is of Japanese mm -hmm. descent, and therefore that that you know, and if you're gonna go ahead and do it, it's like why did you whitewash that? Right. Versus there are other animes that take place in white countries, so those you you'd cast correctly for that. Now, obviously, Willem Dafoe being and that's different. That's a deity. There's no real. We don't have any <laughs> for sure. Say like, well, we should get a deity to play this role. I mean, that does if you can go yeah. for it. Awesome, really work, right. you know? But uh, yeah, for any of those things, I, I've always been, you know, kind of like, why would you do that? Like, keep it true. So uh, that's a good point you brought. So they're, they may. Oh, wow, I can say words. I yeah. think we're trying to uh, avoid the whitewashing in the sense of just putting a white actor in and then just giving him still a Japanese namesake. That's my guess, though. That's a good right. point you brought up. Yeah. Point. But even still, I mean, I think they moved so much away from the original character. Mm -hmm. Like, that one made him him. Yeah, the, no, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Like, Faye needs to be a gambling, chain-smoking alcoholic <laughs> through 90% yeah. of this. Well, they, they <laughs> For me to be like, yeah, exactly. In some, because like they're, they're a band of misfits for Cowboy mm -hmm. Bebop, right? So they're going to have to really exude that. Or and like this whole it. formula has worked before with like Firefly, right? Yes. Great example. It's a, it's a Western in space. So it, mm -hmm. the, they have the formula that it couldn't work. Correct. So here's Rest an anime. Peace, Firefly. I know, yeah. right? I, here's an anime that would turn into a live animation that I actually did enjoy. I'm not just going to be a harsh critic, but like, oh, they all suck. No, there was one that I really did enjoy, and that was Speed Racer. I never saw the Speed Racer live action. Tell me what you liked about it. So what I liked about the most was John Goodman. Oh. Not going to lie. He's so but good. I love John Goodman's movies. I know his real life is a little different than... You know, so that's a whole nother topic. But if we're just only talking about acting and filling a role and playing, you know, Speed's dad uh, in that sense, oh my gosh, it was so perfect. Like he like, he didn't phone it in at all. Like he really sold the role. Um, the Speed's, I can't think of this. Hold on, let me pull it up here. Uh, Speed's actual actor was, come on, brain. Where is it at? Are you? Can I not uh, find it? Speed Racer, will you, will you please tell me who your, your lead actor was? Give me one second. Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed Emil Hirsch in, in numerous movies, and I, th I felt he did well enough for the way they did that movie. And what they did well, I felt, is where they spent the money and the budget on oh, yeah. the racing scenes. Dude, they did the, a good job, I thought. The visualizations are absolutely stunning. It, like You feel like you're in... A TV yeah. show, like a like a comic book, like it's they spared no expense for those races. Yeah. They're really really good, right? So great, that's great to hear. Yeah. Aww. 
<laughs> but that, that, I'm glad you say that, right? They they really made you feel like it was the show, and you're you're being caught up in it again. Even though it it's we know the anime or cartoons or anything of that nature isn't real, but you want that moment if you're watching a live adaptation that you feel like, hey, this is possible. At the same time, it's still being caught up in that that aura or mm-hmm. with that setting that that um, series was in. And I felt that with Speed Racer, they did a really good job. Now, the overall plot and premise was a little bit different than I would have necessarily, but it, it was good enough for me to say, you know what? That was That's one I can give a thumbs up to as far as a live adaptation from anime into movie while there's been so many misses. Does Are there any other ones for either of you that you felt were, were wins? Yeah, I'm gonna, because as you were talking, that's exactly how I felt with Detective Pikachu. I know that that mm. kind of, that's like kind of in the middle, right? Because Pokemon's an anime, but also a yes. video game series. But you know, when Detective Pikachu came out, I went to see that in theaters, like as soon as it came out. And you know, that whole, the whole storyline is original and it's different from the Detective Pikachu video game series. But you could just tell that the creators of that film were Pokemon fans. Like uh, the world building. I don't know if either of you have seen this movie, but not like yet I wanted to. Yeah. And I'm a hardcore fan, right? So I'm the hardest <laughs> to please. For those of you who don't know my content, like I have over a thousand hours in like almost every Pokemon game. I am like <laughs> the hardest of hardcore. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to aim at kids, casuals. Like they're trying to aim for everybody, not just me, but you could just tell like the world building and like the detail and all of the pokemon like i went to that movie i left it being like wow that's what it would have felt like if pokemon was in real life like they i mean they had the budget for it too but yeah, that movie cool. really restored my faith in like the possibility because the story was completely original so i wasn't banking on like the source content but like the world building was just good so that's like how i felt where you know, with what you were saying with Speed Racer, where it's just like that, that yeah, the, the environment like felt like correct. And so, yeah, that's my answer. Will be Flam? That's a good one. I haven't seen that one yet either. It's on the list. Do it. It is. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> on the list. For me, what I thought was a big one was the new Sonic. I actually, like, I watched it and like halfway through, I'm like, oh, I'm not hating this. It must be good. <laughs> I love, I love that, that they listened. I love yes. that they listened to the feedback to the community because have you seen the side by side trailers oh, of their first yes. announcement? <laughs> It's like, awful. I mean, what, what happened? Did they leave him in like in the dryer and just like, <laughs> get all matted? Like what happened to the guy? Like he had no dental work done. Like, right. I felt so like why, why did they think that that was a good idea? Like, did they not look at their source material? Like, oh, we're going to make this is what we think Sonic is. He's a blue, you know, demented looking hedgehog. It made a huge <laughs> difference because the writing wasn't as strong as it could have been, but they also had Jim Carrey, so it didn't need to be. Jim Carrey again if you notice for a lot of these films they definitely would they like to try to pick somebody who's going to kind of carry a lot of it for them in a sense if you've noticed right you got yeah. Willem Dafoe massive actor right Jim Carrey massive actor Chow Young-Fat massive actor John Goodman obviously not in the movie realm as much of a massive actor still really up there but in the sitcom realm massive actor Right. So it's like you're noticing a lot of these are really trying hard to like, okay, you. Yeah. Lead to the problem. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I like what you brought up with Detective Pikachu because that was Ryan Reynolds was involved in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I feel that since 
any since he was able to not just be an actor and i'm not taking away from his acting skills but where he was able to be like hey i have a vision that i think is going to work really well with this like let's figure this out instead of being told no you're under contract you're doing exactly what you're telling we're telling you to do green lantern and he's all like oh yeah i'll show you and uh you know what he did with deadpool what he's done with detective pikachu uh, and he's doing more stuff as well but i just felt like you brought up such a good point is that they didn't reference the source material besides you know making sure pikachu is pikachu and, and yeah. within the world but it was its own story and i think that's a really smart way to go about it mm -hmm. get the world building rights so that you have the liberty to go you know creative because yeah. yeah i mean not everyone might appreciate like some people do want that exact replica but you're not gonna ever be able to perfectly replicate and i mean that goes even as far as like like a sub versus a dub like you're never gonna mm -hmm. be able to replicate mm -hmm. the original japanese animated experience so whether it's like a japanese live action or a western live action it's it's a different medium entirely so you can't get it perfect but there are the certain elements that i think like transcend the medium and that's what you have to hit Oof, transcend the medium yeah an abstract oh. <laughs> i had goosebumps on that one that was perfect <laughs> like that's such a good point on it that i feel a lot of times it goes down to where they really didn't budget not just their money, but more so their time for creating these things. I've noticed a lot of them. You'll 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 see this is going this way out of nowhere. They've ran out of time to get the movie done, and mm -hmm. you can tell when they start phoning stuff in. Right. You know, I for a book that was turned into a live adaptation that I hated the live adaptation was Aragon. Uh, <gasps> oh, man, oh my that god, was wait, really same. bad. Oh, oh my gosh, we need to talk about this because I agree. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like that was, and they had Jeremy Irons in it, and Jeremy Irons, Jeremy Irons did well. Like I really liked what Jer Jeremy Irons' role was in that film. Um, I'm trying to remember the character. It's been a while since I've read or watched that. I'm Dude, not there was that nothing point. that could have saved that film, though. So here's one thing. I'm just gonna very subtle thing that I think is, you know, I really don't know why they would overlook this. So I feel that in most series that use your different uh races and when i'm saying races it's like you know human elf dwarf gnome things of that nature right hobbits you have an idea that like okay they're going to kind of sort of have this they're going to be shorter and stubby if they're hobbits maybe have some hairy feet and maybe you change some of their facial features because that's not you know congruent that has to stick to that okay for elves though what is one feature about elves that always stands out anyone ears oh, thank you Look at that. Look, that what that took you three seconds to come out? Ears. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they didn't do any like you couldn't tell an yeah. elf from a human in Aragorn. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> like and, that, and that's a pretty prominent part of the world building, gotta say. Like <laughs> I just, I a lot of important characters are elves. <laughs> It's like, I was just talking about this. So one of my best friends, it's her favorite book series, and you know, I read it was it four or five years ago so like she had read it like 10 years ago i mm -hmm. i read it pretty recent because that book's old i think like, it is I old i was in college very, yeah, it's yeah. so i read it recently considering that you know like uh and so i read it so i could finally say i read her favorite book and then i watched the movie she's like it's bad don't watch it and i watched it and i was like oh my god it was really bad but you know what i i had someone else recently in my life just three weeks ago watch it because they're like can you recommend 
a bad movie so that like I can laugh at how bad it is. And I was like, okay, watch the Aragon movie. That movie's terrible. And he watched it and he was like, I didn't think it was that bad. He's never read the books though. So okay. I wonder how much that makes a difference when it comes to some of these films. If you have zero context versus having the context of like a masterpiece, <laughs> you yeah. know, whether it's a book or a film or an anime. What a great point to bring up. Yes, if you didn't have the reference point, maybe it wouldn't, you know, instead of all of us saying oh, that's an F or a D minus movie, they're like, that was like a C. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that, that was passable. I, I, you know, I wouldn't want to spend money on it, but if I was forced to watch on a plane, that'd have been okay. <laughs> I was stuck on a plane. There yeah. are all those movies, like the Artemis Found one they did. Oh, there you go. Oh. Again, certain ones that they're good for filling time, but you're like, wait, I'm not spending 15 or 20 bucks to go see this right now because, like, no, it's not that good. Man, right? They'd have to pay me to see some of those. <laughs> so now going back to the whole live adaptation idea, is there anything specific that you've seen now in the Cowboy Bebop one that has you worried that the fan base is going to be not as helpful as like let's say this uh they were for the sonic fan base and making that one good because one of the things i've seen and then hopefully y'all can build off of this is how everyone's really attacking how faye looks and not i her didn't see features, the, i didn't see the her, discourse what are they attacking her her wardrobe so her wardrobe is slightly altered to obviously fit a, a, a real human being, not right. anime they, they, don't, they don't want what the banana string straight up to her armpits. Is that why they're upset? So, so the, yeah, basically, so what she has, so she still has the 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 right um, quote unquote theme as far as like the color sequence and whatnot. But obviously, her um, her top does the opening on the cleavage part for the top, but the bottom part is more. It's like a real shirt. It's not this put together by one bobby pin in the middle like that's actually right. going to hold it together in real life, you know? And then those super tight plastic shorts that she would wear that were pretty much just, you know, wedgies are us that like those aren't, you know, those aren't like real. Like you can't you can't act and do fighting scenes really in real life with those things on. And so um I was surprised that people are like that's not real enough to the character. I'm like that's that's it like i want to i want to see her how she she acts is she just she ooze this like almost this righteous entitlement which is fair based off of what if you for those that know phase backstory that you know are, are, is she gonna do that and also is she cool also is she doesn't give a damn but at the same time she does you know does like mm -hmm. where is does that what she captures you know and also does she have really good martial arts scenes because she does a lot of fighting in the series i i love her character because she is so like she's not just oh uh, you know like a lot of uh westernized films oh save save the damsel instead right. she's like mother trucker bring it i'll fight all 12 of you right now and they're like oh what what and she wins right <laughs> so that's what i'm hoping for any other discourse besides what i just brought up there that you think that the fan base won't help with or could help with that's a really good point um i was just taking a look at the trailer while you were chatting to mm -hmm. see the the shirt and uh it's it see the internet can make me sad sometimes because i think that there's so much potential to voice and like you know bring attention to important things you yeah. know and then there's 
the times where I do I think that everyone should be critiquing the shirt? No, especially when you think in the context of, you know, with the time frame this anime came out, you know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of like objectification of yes. like women in gaming and also in anime and like it's not necessarily all glamorous like no. to have that kind of shirt behind like uh so yeah, I that's I think that we definitely should not be judging this this her character based off how she looks for sure i mean as long as i get her hairstyle correct yeah you know, i think I, I like what i've seen thus far you know what i mean as, as long as she has her her, her, her that kind of look and, and her overall demeanor and again fits those other aspects i do feel she'll be a successful character not because she needs to have like 30 38 double f you know uh bazonkas and like the tightest tiniest waist that's inhumanly possible by being those you know measurements right it's just like mm -hmm. folks can you you remember, we got to have believable. That's what makes this kind of stuff good. Not that obviously we know it's it's going outside of the realm of what's 100% reality, but I feel films that are completely fake, they don't have a long last. Like there's like there's no rewatchability to them. It's like, okay, that was a fun experience one time. I'm good. Versus the ones that really have the, you know, I could see how that could happen. And boom, that to me it feels relatable. Right. I agree. Yeah, and I'm also just thinking in general, I you have to know who the the audience really is and who makes up the part of the community you're trying to target because Ooh. you can't make everyone happy no yeah. matter what. On the internet, there's too many people. There are too many people who like to project their sadness onto the internet. Like you're never yeah. gonna like make everyone happy. But if you make the group of people in the community who you like identify with and feel make up what this community stands for, then I think that's like your metric that you should look at. And not everyone, but hey, are the people who are the hardcore fans who are passionate, who are buying the series, supporting it, you know, are they the ones giving the feedback? Or is this one person who's like seen a YouTube AMV once and now thinks that they know everything about Cowboy Bebop, you know? <laughs> That's a good. That's that's, that's, and, that's a great and, I, and I don't say that to gatekeep, by the way, because if you've only seen an AMV, you are just as much of an anime fan as someone else. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying people will use that sometimes as like ammo to yeah. like attack and you know just not take it to heart. Like you know, target the fans who love this series. Like I think most recently, not necessarily live action, but like Evangelion on Amazon Prime. Ooh. Like uh, they got the the new movies to come out, and I feel like they you know they did like a whole big event like where they got like Twitch people involved hashtag i was sponsored to do something yes. with them which was really cool i felt so awesome but like outside of them just reaching out to me and like my bias like they really went out of their way to like target eva like fans and like you know get everyone hyped and excited for it so it's like you know even if there are people who like didn't like and enjoy the films like I, at least from my experience in the bubble I saw on the internet, like people were so ecstatic about just like the ending, like getting a true ending to everything and just getting to re-experience like Evangelion again. So that's why I think going into this film is like, you're not going to be able to take all the criticism, but listen to the, the people who, you know, make the most impact in the community. That's such a good way of, of really summarizing what, what what's important uh, towards it all, right? Because, like, there's so many different aspects that we could go ahead and take with any of these kinds of things. And, you know, oh, I'm right, you're wrong versus, like, can we can we have an even ground of just appreciation? 
mm-hmm. or what what's being done and that's why i think is like what you brought up about the community aspect is when the creators of the said film or maybe you know bringing back and completing this series as far as the anime we know there for those that are evan elion fans understand uh you know why it stopped initially and why there was a little pause before there was a real completion to everything yeah. when they were going uh that they want to make sure if it's something that's already established right so evan Elion already established cowboy bebop's already got an established thing those other movies that we had referenced dragon ball evolution speed race or death note they already had their well-established communities thus you're not presenting something completely new to them mm-hmm. they have a lot of stuff that like okay are you going to make sure to involve us and make sure it's for us or is it just for your pocketbook and i think that's what's tough because obviously these people want to make money for the hard work that they're putting in right. uh, it, it usually takes you know years for a film to really come into um in scope unless you happen to already be a part of the industry for many years um ahead of time that uh can they get the pulse right and that's tough you're right because they, they have people who will say well i've watched two episodes of fade i could tell that she doesn't look anything like it and it's like well with that attitude you're, you're like the exact opposite of a gatekeeper you're trying to take us down some rabbit hole that well sir that's an, an animated cartoon that's a person <laughs> <laughs> they're a little different it's easier Just to a draw little bit than it is to actually physically be those shapes just saying <laughs> all right though you know what's awesome is the fact that we had stuff of anime on <gasps> our podcast once again but we don't want to just keep 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 her to ourselves right Philby flam absolutely not as much as that would be nice but you know what folks we want you to know more about stuff of anime so steph tell us how are we going to find you how do you have any cool events coming up fill us in oh my gosh well it's always a pleasure to come on and chat we always have such interesting conversations i'm always so (laughs) introspective leaving them like wow let me think about all these deep things that anime brings us all um you can find me at twitch.tv slash steph of anime and also steph of anime on every other platform that exists on the interwebs Woo. uh things that are coming up uh well by the time this goes up i'll have just finished pokathon which is a charity marathon but there'll be some fun highlights on youtube that you can go check out uh there's a lot of work going to that i have some things probably happening in november but i can't talk about them yet so Ooh. keep an eye out i got fun things but it's a surprise for right now but thank you so much for having me oh my gosh and we have to have like a movie night when the cowboy Up comes out on oh Netflix. my god so watch it. and then we can have the follow-up part two to did it live up to our predictions that's a great think? way i like i like where your, where your mind's at for that that'd be an awesome way of doing i it. just want an excuse to always come back for everyone listening because i have so much fun <laughs> on here <laughs> And we, we like to have those excuses too, where it's not like, all right, we're just bugging stuff. Instead, it's like, wait, are you ready? Okay, let's go. Let's, let's do it. Do Never. It. This is so much fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you too. And thank you for all the listeners out there, dreamers. And Flamly, as always. Have a good one. And bye. Bye.